721 sunshine and 57 degrees on a Thursday. It is crazy days. People streaming into downtown Northfield already. We have a couple of special guests joining us right now who have really nothing to do with crazy days. Uh, it's uh, from the Northfield Area Fire and Rescue. We have Board Chair Paul Liebenstein joining us as well as Tom Nelson, the interim fire chief. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Jeff. I was disappointed. I parked in back of the building and I came around front and I was looking for the massive table of Rich Larson and Jeff Johnson headshots signed. Uh, and so there's nothing outside. And so, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I figured your marketing folks next year are going to have to tool it up a little more. We're set up downtown. Square is, is where you'll fight. <laughs> where you'll fight First prize is that. one mug. Second prize is one signed by Rich. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> um Let's, let's talk about, speaking of party, it was crazy days today. It's kind of a day to have fun in downtown Northfield, as was last Saturday uh, as the uh, Northfield Area Fire and Rescue, uh, our Northfield Fire Department in general, celebrated 150 years. Yeah, 150 it turned years. out, I mean, all of us were looking at the weather on, on uh, Friday night, and it said, oh, rain from two, basically through the night. And so, uh, you know, we had a, a bout of storms that came through in the morning and uh, amazingly cleared up and we were able to get everything out onto the street and uh, Leonard Schrader and the Minnesota Fire Engine Club got their stuff all set up and we had a great, great day. Great turnout, great weather, a lot of fun. And that has, uh, you know, in some ways it was kind of against all odds because you had the rain that came through right before then as you're trying to get set up and about that time... I just kept seeing fire trucks going here and oh, there yeah. and being dispatched. <laughs> you had a busy day, uh, and that's that's part of daily life as a firefighter and part of the fire and rescue program. Yeah, we had Lonsdale had a big semi-fire out on the interstate, and it's right. They handled the southbound lane. We handled the northbound lane, and the call came in in the median, and so we said, let's go out and give them a hand. And so that was a good trip to get out, and we checked that off, so we had the call off for the day, the call mm-hmm. out done for that day but the good news is uh all the uh, trucks came back you had a great night a lot of kids so seeing so many kids out there whenever you have uh, open up the uh, the big pieces of equipment man that really the kids light up and especially when the uh, helicopter came it's just good to see that younger generation i you were probably part of it not long ago <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe a while yeah back. a while ago but yeah i remember that and what was nice about doing it when it's not the official fire prevention week for everyone in the state is there are all those resources that we typically can't get. We had the kitchen fire demonstration to show what happens if you pour water on top of a, a fire in the kitchen that has oil in it. Uh, we had the ABC fire extinguishers, dry chem, where lots of people went through and actually did a true hands-on fire extinguisher training. And people were able to have their kids try shooting a fire hose uh, back over by the river and so um, and then having the helicopter come in that's always a lot of uh, fun to have that come in so yeah it was a it was well well done Aramis Wells pulled this whole thing together and was just amazing and like I said the Minnesota Fire Engine Club was able to be the true headliner by lining the bridge and the uh, Water Street parking lot uh, well into the evening uh, and again the weather and then rounded it off by the dance at the Grand so it was a really good time 
a lot of support for the fire department, and we were able to show off a lot of the equipment and everything else. Yeah, I love the uh, the pictures that he had dug up uh, from 150 years uh, going through there, and, and, and uh, the complete fire department went downstairs into you know, the downstairs under a basement, and they had uh, the, the firemen uh, through the years, and including the last uh, two or three decades of guys that are retiring right now. You have quite a few retiring, and, and uh, yeah, they were young ones, too. It, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always any of us that talk big about, you know, being on the fire department a long time, and then some of the new folks go down and look at those pictures and went, wow, you used to have a lot of hair, or <laughs> who's the skinny guy? Yeah, who's yeah. that? Uh, it was good to see some of those old retired guys. There was quite a few and some of the former chiefs down at the celebration as well and get to talk to them, and uh, I know they were kind of looking over some of the new equipment and... Um, thinking it was pretty nice compared to maybe what they had back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have annually, it's usually in the fall, we'll have what we call Old Codgers Night, where all the retired firefighters are, are brought back, and we have quarterback chicken and ribs, and we usually have it right in the fire hall so that they can come down and see the trucks. And mm-hmm. so it was nice to kind of have a mid-year way of getting a lot of those folks back. Um, and they got their their shirt uniform to wear and uh, to be able to tell stories. And then it's a chance for all the new firefighters to be able to kind of meet those folks and then see them around town and, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're one of the new recruits. So it's part of the team building. All right. I think, uh, too, more important than, you know, it's always fun and exciting to get to see the trucks and climb in. It isn't just the little kids, but I think more important to get to see the firemen and the firefighters in uh, – a different setting that you would see, you know, they're not in all their gear and whatnot and get to meet and visit with them. I think it's a real important thing to do for in the community and there. And I heard more than one person uh, thanking the firefighters for what they, what they do. So that, that was really good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into uh, uh, some other areas. Uh, you uh, just had a meeting last week and uh, a presentation in front of the uh, city council as well about uh, the budget, which is probably going to look a little bit different in 2023 than what we've uh, come accustomed to seeing from uh, Nappers the last few years since uh, the beginning of your existence. Uh, tell us about that. You, did you have to present two budgets to them? or So... Uh, through the process, we've been doing the two-track budget. Mm-hmm. And so um, Ben Martig, who is our, the city administrator for Northfield, who is an ex-officio on the NAFRS board, said through the budget process is if you're going to come in with two budgets, present the higher one. Uh, in this case, it would be the one with the full-time chief so that the parties can budget for that amount. And if in October, when you get to that point, if the decision is made, uh, for a part-time chief, well, it's easier to say, oh, this budget's gone down as the cities and, and uh, the rural fire district go through the process than it is to say, oh, it's uh, all of a sudden it's now going to be higher. And for our listeners out there, uh, you the, the council is going to have to put a preliminary budget levy, a number of uh, how much is going to increase or, I guess, decrease or stay the same. That, that has to be done in September. Uh, so they're on a time schedule for that. And you can always go lower after you set that, but you can't go higher. Uh, let, let's talk about, you mentioned uh, the fire chief. The search, is it begun yet? Have we decided? Is where's the uh, Where are you at in the decision-making process between full-time and part-time? And Paul, maybe you can address that. 
Um, yes, they've, uh, the personnel committee has been working on a uh, uh, job description for the full-time chief and set up a timeline for interviewing and whatnot, which I believe starts in October and then kind of runs through till the first of the year. Um, and kind of who is going to do the interviewing and whatnot. And so that, they've, that personnel committee has been pretty busy working on that, but that's a little bit a ways off yet. And we'll have to probably decide in uh, probably in September, I would think, on which route we're going to go, whether it's be a part-time or full-time mm -hmm. chief. Uh, so. The uh, what... Do you have meetings on that? Do they have like daily meeting, or I shouldn't say daily, but maybe weekly meetings? Is there an information gathering uh, component to this? I think they're, they're more on a monthly, monthly? schedule. Okay. Um, and then we do have a, um, a firm that's helping us with, you know, with our employee things anyways. And so they're kind of spearheading a lot of that to help with so mm -hmm. yeah. all, right. all right what the personnel committee did talk about last month was um and presented to the joint powers board was kind of a rough outline of what the interview committees would look like and so uh tentatively right now it's two separate interview two interview committees so that it's not whoever the candidates are have to stand up in front of you know 15 20 people so there'll be two groups and it sounds like roughly six people per group and it will include um, rank-and-file firefighters, it'll include uh, board members, and it'll include a represent or some representation from the larger district, mm -hmm. whether it's the, the rural folks, um, other folks in either Northfield or Dundas. So the personnel committee is going to make a recommendation, or they're going to actually make a list to pull together to uh, present to the board of what those committees will look like. Uh, once again, uh, Tom Nelson and Paul Liebenstein from Northfield Area Fire and Rescue are with us, and we're talking about uh, the budget process and the hiring process for a new uh, fire chief and whether that will be full-time or part-time position. Uh, we'll have more on that, I suppose, in the next couple of months. Uh, let's look at that budget, though, for 2023. Uh, obviously, that uh, fire chief uh, position is going to be the biggest component that that's not uh, in this year's budget, but... What about the rest of the budget? Does it vary very uh, much from what we're seeing today? Sure. So when the there's a few things that come in right away, you know, we look at big ticket items that have been going on. Um, $300,000 of our budget since the remodel redo of the fire station in 2018-19 is basically bond payments. And so we have to budget for that each year. Uh, and then typically in the past few years, we've been running about $500,000 as operations. Um, so that makes about 800000 And of that, um, uh, we talked about it at the, the previous meeting where we approved this budget, is there's a lot of things going on. There's inflation, there's fuel costs, there's uh, electricity at the fire station. And there's a lot of things, especially on the training side, that during covid Obviously, the budget went down and spending went down because we couldn't send people to training. Um, so we're all kind of caught now where we've got a lot of things lined up as well as initiatives that I'm presenting uh, for more training and more fire prevention and inspection work 
is we're trying to ramp up and get people to go to training again now that the, those are being offered. So mm-hmm. those expenses that went away and now all of a sudden, well, now they're coming back. The board has been talking uh, quite some time about uh, uh, becoming your own taxing district, and that's not something you just do at the spur of the moment. There's a process that you, that you have to get through. Have you been, has the board, Paul, been actively uh, pursuing that uh, over the course of uh, this summer since the last time we talked to you? Yeah, there's a committee there that's been uh, working on that, and I don't know, Tom, is that coming up in the next month or the following month? It will be in August at some point. We'll be getting together again with more research uh, and kind of next steps to get that pushing ahead. Um, I brought up in the board meeting, I go to the Dakota County Chiefs meetings, and um, the city of South St. Paul and West St. Paul have been a joint powers board called South Metro Fire, and their chief announced... Uh, at our last meeting that his councils said we are going to be a taxing district by the end or by the first of the year so an extremely aggressive timeline Um, but a lot of legislation and Glenn Glenn Castor our treasurer and board member have been really active in that and a lot of the legislation has changed to make it not so onerous to make something like this and so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, all eyes in our side will be on South Metro Fire to see if they're able to crank that through. And so I think we are finding that if if it's looking like it's going to be fairly easy, quote, to pull that together, uh, we should push ahead maybe a little more aggressively. It's kind of nice that you have a, a, a model, somebody blazing the trail yeah, for you. Yeah, it's always see what nice to be, you know, number there's, two. There's a couple of them in the state. Existing. And, and, they, and they took um, acts of uh, legislature to be formed at mm-hmm. the time before the change in the in the laws on it and so yeah there's a couple of them that we can kind of look at and and uh, use some of their their things there so i think on that probably the biggest thing will be um, representation and how that is chosen Um, so we'll have to see what they what they come back and what some of the options are well, it's interesting, you know, Northfield Area Fire and Rescue, uh, the fire department's been around for 150 years, but uh, six months from now in January, it may look a whole lot different than it does right now. Yeah, and I think that it's, I think of all these things as real back of house, um, that it's not going to change the operation front of house. Um, it will make it easier for for uh, some of these things that, especially out in the townships where, you know, this, I'm I've been told by Paul and Glenn that I'm going to be, well, they've requested that I meet with them just like I met with the city council last week and go through and explain why is the budget getting higher? Um, because they pay 20% of the NAFER's budget. Um, and so they don't have the same luxuries that some of the municipalities do of being able to change levies and move that around because there's not that big a tax base. Mm-hmm. So, so the other thing with the, townships where the where the cities right now need to have that done by when in september or whatever when they set their levy the the townships did that back in march for next year so we don't really have that opportunity to plug this in for a year where if it goes through we're going to have to scramble the townships are going to have to scramble to kind of come up with that money for a year because that part is already passed for them Mm-hmm. Glenn Castor explained to the board that the Northfield Fire Protection District does have reserves, mm-hmm. but 
that isn't going to go on. You know, you have that amount of money for a certain amount of time. And so I feel like the goal there is to get, we can use that to come into the next budget year, but we should definitely be working on moving to the taxing district. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, gentlemen, anything else about Northfield Area Fire and Rescue or the things we've talked about? I think that's pretty well it. To All be right. able to come out of the 150th and uh, at least no matter how it is we got through the budget process uh, and when you actually kind of are able to get through that that's always a, a little celebration. So. <laughs> Sigh of relief. All right well enjoy the uh, peace while it's here I guess. Thank you so much for coming in. Much appreciated and we'll talk to you again next month. Thanks Jeff. Hey, thanks for having us. From Northfield Area Fire and Rescue we have Board Chair Paul Liebenstein along with Tom Nelson the interim fire chief. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield.